Hello, this is your host, Allie Hansen, and welcome back to the Overcome and Become podcast. Let's get motivated. I'm so excited to have you here, and I could not be more grateful. This is going to be such a fun one. As you saw by the title of this podcast, we have a new guest on here, someone that was one of the first people that I ever wrote down to interview and to put on here, but the problem is she used to live in Paige, and then she moved to Texas. Paige and Texas are quite a ways away, and she ended up just coming back, and I was scheduled to record a podcast today anyways, so I was like, this is perfect. I can ask her and luckily enough, she said yes. So I am so happy that she got to be on here. I cannot rave about her enough. She is just extraordinary. You're going to hear about her story and some of the things she went through, her mindset, who she is now, kind of what's going on in her life and what she has done. And it's a really, really fun one. But as you know, we're going to start with our challenge of the week. And the challenge of this week is to shine your own light. Now, I decided to do this and it's kind of piggybacking off of the quote at the end, which you'll hear, but it's important that we realize that we all have our own light. It might come in different times, might come in different forms than other people, but it's all so, so important. And so this week, I wanna challenge yourself to really find your light, find things that you were good at or some things that you enjoy doing and just radiate that light to other people because maybe you're working on something, you're trying to really shine that light extra bright and you've been working on something, then continue to work on it or maybe start working on something because it's so important. This world needs that light, it needs that love, it needs that motivation and it's gonna be so fun. So this week, the challenge is to share your light and I hope you all enjoy doing that and I hope you all really see what a gift you guys are to this planet and to the people around you because we all have such a unique and important role and I love that not one human is alike. Even if you look at identical twins, there are little things that they do differently or they say things differently, they talk differently, the things that they want to do, even identical twins. And that's my favorite thing about this world that is everyone is so different and uniquely made that we all have such an important role. So never think that, oh, this person already did it, so I don't need to do it. Because if that's something that you want to do, then you can still do it because I promise you're probably going to do it differently than them. You're probably going to just shine that light bulb that is always above your head differently than them or brighter than them or whatever pops into your mind. So make sure you take this challenge on. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun one. It's summertime, so we just want to have some fun. And let's get into this podcast because oh buddy, she's going to be good. I'm so excited to have a very, very special guest on here today. Her name is Frances and I am so, so excited. I've been wanting to get her on here for a long time, but it's hard because she lives in Texas now and she just so happened to be coming back to Paige today or was it yesterday? Uh, yeah, the two days ago. But Okay, so anyway, she came back to Paige and I was so excited. I was like, oh, you have to come be on my podcast because she is an extraordinary person. I cannot wait for you guys to meet her. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Fran. Hello, everybody. I'm honored to be here today. Yes, I'm so excited. So why don't you tell me a little bit, well, I know a lot about you, (laughs) but why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and what your story is? Because I think you are the perfect definition of what Overcome and Become truly stands for. Thank you. Well, Currently, I'm a fifth grade teacher. I'm also a professional pastry chef. I have had several challenges in my 39 years. I got diagnosed with a brain tumor when I was 14. 
and I had to have brain surgery and I lost um, all sight in my left eye. And then when I was 20, I got diagnosed with thyroid cancer and had to um, have my thyroid removed and undergo treatment for that. And then at the age of 35, my husband unexpectedly passed away. Um, and leaving me and my two beautiful kids to navigate life and the world, just the three of us, and we became the three Tucketeers. Yes, I love that. She is, as you can tell, she's been through a lot, but she is absolutely incredible. She was my fifth grade teacher, and that was a really hard year still because I was kind of in the depths of things, and I was still not able to go out to recess or go to what we called specials classes, so like art and PE and music and those different classes. I wasn't allowed to do that. And with her going through these different experiences, it really helped me so much. And it helped me because she told me something a long time ago that I've never forgotten. And she said that I'm never going to ask you if you're okay, because I remember people asking me that all the time, and even though they meant well, it was hard being in the hospital and someone being like, are you okay? And then you just being like, yep, I'm great, when really, like, you're in the hospital, and usually when you're in the hospital, you're not doing too well. And she was someone that just really understood what I was going through and someone that really understood what was going on in my life more than most people could, even if they were there for me so much. And so I was always so grateful for that. It was one of the best and the hardest years of my life going through school and I was so grateful that I got to have her there but not only that I was in her class when her husband passed away and I remember that so distinctly because it was fairly soon after my sister had passed away and so then we began to share that as well and it was just so unique that we had both gone through so much and that she got to be my teacher and I got to be her student but now we're really good friends. Yep. Um, she came back to be on my podcast. I spent a lot of time at her house watching her kids or just hanging out with her. And it was truly just such an extraordinary opportunity. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful to know you. But will you tell us a little bit more about what your teaching career was like and what your pastry career was like? Because going through those hard times, <laughs> I want to know kind of what you did after that. Uh, so I, it was three months before I was graduating college and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know what I want to do. And I opened my email and it was the subject of this spam email was, do you want to be a pastry chef? And I was like, actually, yes, yes, (laughs) I do want to be a pastry chef. Um, I had always baked for people and, um, made cakes and all these things and, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to culinary school. And so I graduated college and then moved up to Portland, Oregon, went to Lake Cordon Bleu program, and I got a, got a certificate of patisserie and baking and was got the greatest opportunity to work at, it's called Amangani Resort in Jackson, Wyoming. And working for Amman, I worked all over the world. I worked in Turks and Caicos. I worked in the country of Bhutan. And it's actually what brought me to Paige. I, they asked me to come open this little resort in the middle of the desert <laughs> called Amangiri. And so that's what brought me to this small town of Page, Arizona, which I had never heard of. <laughs> and I 
after two months, got set up on a blind date with my late husband. And we ended up having our daughter, Emma. And I tried to be a pastry chef and a prof- in the resort uh, and a mom, and I couldn't. Um, and so I opened a bakery and wine bar in town, and then I started substitute teaching. And I was in a sixth grade math class for three days. And the second day, this boy had his head down. And I was like, what's going on? So I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I don't know how to do this. And we were learning divisibility rules. And I asked him some questions and he was, he was answering them correct. I'm like, dude, those are the divisibility rules. He's like, they are? I was like, yeah, you know this. And he sat up a little straighter and as we say, and I saw the light bulb go off and I was like, I'm done. I'm done for. <laughs> this is what I have to do. And so I, without any teaching credentials, got a job as a fourth grade teacher. And I went and while teaching full time, I went and got my master's in elementary education. Um, and I just finished my 10th year of teaching. Yeah. And she was an extraordinary teacher. She was very good at thinking outside the box. She just changed things because she realized that not every kid was the same and that most kids didn't learn by sitting in a desk with a pen and paper and, okay, this is what we're going to do. She had what we called flexible seating, Mm -hmm. right? And so there were lots of different options, and it was such a good time. I learned so much that year. So she's an incredible teacher. And, yeah, I just I love her so much. But... You obviously have a different perspective on life now that you, I know you briefly mentioned your brain tumor and your thyroid cancer, but at a young age, having that brain tumor, what was it like? Because I remember always just wanting to be able to be a normal kid. I just wanted to be able to do normal things. I wanted to go outside and play like the other kids or do this or eat that, just all of these different things. And a lot of it I couldn't do. So I want to know did you have that same thought? What was it like for you? I was exact, exactly the same. I was, it was my freshman year of call of high school and I was at a new school and all I wanted to do was be normal and fit in. And I know that some kids don't want to go to school. Well, I, if I had to miss a day of school, I, I remember I was just so upset. I'm like, mom, I got to get back to school. I just want to be in class with my classmates. I don't want to be at all these doctor's appointments all the time. And and I just, it was affecting my appearance as well because my tumor was kind of pushing my left eye out of its socket and, and in my eye would go lazy. And so it was just this, I wore glasses to try to, you know, look normal and have people not be able to see it. And yeah, I, I just wanted to be as normal as possible. I just wanted to go to school. Go out, like hang out with my friends, eat as whatever I could, uh, and and I yeah I wasn't able to do that. Yeah, it's really an interesting thing because suddenly all of these things that were routine for you, you go to school, you go to your, you learn this in the morning, you go to your specials class, you go to lunch, you have your recess, you go, you go hang out with your friends, do your homework after school, and all of a sudden that just stops you suddenly have a whole different lifestyle where you go to school some days, but most of the time you're at doctor's appointments. 
getting different treatments so that you can get better. And it's all a matter of fighting for your life because I was thinking about this actually last Sunday and I realized that cancer was not something that I could choose. A tumor was not something that Fran could choose, but the treatment was. The treatment that we partook of was something that you chose to do and that was so that we could still be here today. That was so that we could fight for our lives because the human body just can't fight that kind of stuff off by itself. And so you have a choice to do that chemotherapy or do that radiation or do that surgery or not. And even though it is a huge trial, all of those different treatments make it 10 times worse than it seems like, it can be really, really hard. And so Fran has truly fought for her life to be here. And I'm so grateful that she did because I don't know who I would be without her, just her different experiences and growing and shaping who I am as a person. But what is your head like now? Because I know every day I wake up, I'm just so grateful to be able to wake up and breathe and be alive because I was on the verge of death. And so what was your, what's your perspective like now? Well, I think that the the best way to describe or explain that is like when I got diagnosed with cancer, it was, I was a 5% chance that it was cancer. And, and at that point, when the doctor said that, I looked at my mom and I said, I have cancer. She's like, how do you know that? And, and I said, because I just feel it. I just know. I said, and my mom and I started laughing and the doctor looked at us and they were like, she's like, you're handling this very well. And I was like, power of positive thinking. And I truly wouldn't, don't think that I could have handled being di- or having thyroid cancer as well had I not gone through the brain tumor when I was 14. And it just taught me, yes, allow myself to be angry and be mad, but don't let it consume me. Have right. those moments with the people that I love where I'm like just irrational, you know, mm-hmm. like this sucks. This is the worst thing, you know, just to get them right. out of my psyche. But then know that, okay, they're out and we're going to beat this. We're going to do this. Even when it's hard, there is so much power in remaining positive, not head in the clouds, but just, just like I can do this. Just kind of keeping your head on the right track. Yep. But I do think it's important to allow yourself to feel those emotions. Yeah. To be angry. Mm -hmm. And, but because if you let them, if you keep them inside, they're just going to fester and eventually consume all your thoughts but if you you know you let them out and cry and (laughs) get mad then it's like okay let's okay we can do this now right wow Fran has got a lot of good (laughs) one-liners I'm gonna have to man she's gonna be taken over here pretty quick um that's incredible and that's something that I think is so important is you're absolutely right like it's so important to feel those emotions so that you're not consumed by them. But at the end of the day, it's important to be on the positive mindset because it's going to be so much harder if you don't. And I'm sure it was so hard for you at such a young age having a brain tumor and then being diagnosed with cancer again. Like, I cannot imagine that. That's It goes through my mind every day. I don't know what I would do if I relapsed. I don't know what I would do if I got a secondary cancer. So you are incredibly <laughs> strong for that and just absolutely amazing. Now, just to finish us off, I want to know if you could give advice to someone going through a trial or just anyone for life, any motivational or positive advice to just really living every day and saying yes to the things that 
you wouldn't normally say yes to because now that life was almost taken from you and I know that you probably say yes to more things now because you don't know if tomorrow's promised. I would say that listen to your gut. If your gut tells you to say yes, say yes. If your gut tells you to say no, say no. Your gut, like my gut has never been wrong. It's just only when I choose not to listen to it when things go awry. And listen to what, if there were so many times that I, things I wouldn't have said yes to, like too tired to go or, mm-hmm. and my gut's like, just, just go. And that was the best decision I made was to get up and go do something or um, ask for help. Uh, I was not good at asking for help. <laughs> um, when my husband passed away, it really, when people offered like, I thought I could do everything, but you don't have to. And when people offer to help, they genu- they want to mm-hmm. and take, t- and take, it up, take them up on it. And it was so, it helped my grief. It helped everything to let people help me. And, and then I was able to ask for help when I needed help. Right. Knowing that people are, are genuinely going to help me. And, um, and really do listen to that inner voice that says yes or says no because it's rarely ever wrong. Yeah, that's actually super interesting when you're talking about asking for help because I remember, I think she, when I said meet my mom that episode, which if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it because it's a good one, but she was talking about how in the beginning people just wanted to help because they couldn't be there, like they can't go through cancer but they want to show that they care. And she said it was so hard because she loves helping people. Mm -hmm. She was always the person that helped people, but her dad finally had to sit down with her and be like, look, people want to help. It's not a burden on them or they wouldn't have offered to do it. And she finally had to realize that it is okay to accept help. So that's interesting that you also felt that way. Um, So that way we have two different perspectives. And, and it's not a weakness to accept help. Right. I think when you are a person like your mom and myself who always are the helpers, who go out, you know, we're the ones who, we're the healers, we're the helpers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I was like, no, I can do everything. I can do this. I right. need to be strong. But a big part of being strong is admitting when you need help. Right. Yeah, I really like that. Now, what about... When, because I know that you've been kind of on a fitness journey, right? You just yeah. really been working on the health. Is part of that because you've been at such a low point in your life that you just, you never want to take your body for granted? You really want to use this incredible thing that God has created for you? Because I know one of the biggest reasons I work out every day is because I, I never want to feel that physically low again. And so I try and use my body for good and strengthen it. Um. Yes, and I also, it tr- really, truly helps my mental state. Uh, moving to, back to Texas this past year, and it was a very difficult year, just learning a new school system and uh, not, and, you know, wanting my, helping my kids into new school systems and things, and new standards, and, um, but the constant was, I'm going to get up and exercise. Or Mm -hmm. if I don't exercise, I'm going to do it after school. And it was, it really, 
it it started out for my mental just my mental stability but it then it yeah it kind of manifested into like oh I'm not only mentally strong I'm physically strong and Mm -hmm. I and I'm gonna continue to hone that and and be grateful for it yeah and I'm you know my kids are young but you know I also want to set that example for them that our bodies are incredible Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's for sure they sure are it's just it amazes me every day have people helped you because I know Texas is your hometown where you went to college where your family is but then also your kids like after your husband passed away of your kids were there with you and even though they're younger than you and you are probably providing more mental support for them did the people around you really help keep your foundation there in those hard times oh absolutely I mean I always knew Paige was a special place but the amount of support and the amount of people who were my acquaintances who I now call very close friends I mean it's overwhelm it it still overwhelms me um I don't I would not have been as uh I wouldn't be be able to thrive without the support of honestly a lot of my students parents and my students I mean my husband passed away and the next day I was at school mostly because my daughter wanted to go to school but also because my we became a family mm-hmm. when as a class it when you go through something like this it 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 bonds you and it really does I mean the way that my students showed up and sent me their thoughts and sang my favorite song and mm-hmm. sent it to me and um and and their parents who I knew and were acquaintances truly became great friends because they would just show up. They knew not to just not to ask me. They would just knock on the door. Hey, I brought you this or hey, you want to go for a walk? Mm-hmm. Um and I think that I know that that is what brought my kids up, brought me up. Uh, you know, a lot of times people would come over and Emma and Noah would just play with them. Right. You know, and it was, that may not have been their intention, but they just rolled with it. And it was so, oh my God, I can't even say how thank you enough. And because it was, it, it just, the community is amazing. Right. Well, I think that you are just extraordinary. I know I said that a million times on here. I wish you all had the opportunity to meet this incredible woman because she has changed the lives of so many people. And clearly we can tell that even though she went through three insane challenges, plus many, many more on top of that, she is an incredible person and she is who she is today because of it. She took that positive mindset and she ran with it on the upper route and she is raising two beautiful kids Emma and Noah as she mentioned and they're so cute and fun I love them so much but I am so grateful that I got to have you on here I'm feeling thank you I'm feeling a lot of gratitude um hopefully we can have you on again maybe we can talk about something else but 
yeah, do you have anything else, any last words that you want to share to the Overcome and Become community? Don't forget to laugh and don't take yourself too seriously. When I got diagnosed to be cancer-free, I got a little tattoo that says laugh as a reminder for me not to take life too seriously. And I look at it and it truly does help me to sometimes you just got to laugh it off. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not feeling it. It just means like, okay, get out of that bad headspace. Right. Let's laugh. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Wow, what an incredible woman. I'm so happy to have her on here. I'm hoping to have her on here again in the future, but I hope you all enjoyed this episode. As you know, we are going to be finishing off with a quote, and that quote is, don't compare your life to others. There's no comparison between the sun and the moon. They shine when it's their time. Oh my gosh, I love that quote. It's so cute. That might have to be a new screensaver because I actually really like that one. I think it's very unique, but it's true. We never compare the sun and the moon. We just know that the sun shines during the day and the moon shines at night, and they both do incredible things. They both light up our world. Yes, the sun does give us more light, but If we didn't have a moon, I don't think we would realize how much darker it would be. And so it's important that you take your life, you look at your path, you look at the steps in front of you and you say, okay, I know when it's my time to shine and this person's time is going to be different and that's okay. Ah, I love this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week for another very exciting episode. Bye.